If you have your Bibles, I want you to be turning to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 23. 2 Samuel, chapter number 23. I want to say while you're turning that I have thoroughly enjoyed this service tonight, thus far. I appreciate every testimony. I appreciate the Lord of touching these children. That's, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how everybody does. I know how we do. I want my children to be in worship service. And uh, we're raising a generation that don't know how to worship. And the reason they don't, they've not seen mom and daddy get full of the Holy Ghost or grandma or grandpa shout. And uh, I think it's important for these children to be around when the power of God's are moving. You say that, they don't understand. Will you tell that to John the Baptist then? He is in his mama's womb. And Mary just uh, gave a salutation to Elizabeth and John leaped in her womb. And I'm just here to tell you, I want my children to be around where the presence of the Lord is. And I appreciate him touching them and helping them tonight and answering their prayers. It just reinforces to them that the Lord is who he says he is. And I want to say I've thoroughly enjoyed the good singing. I appreciate uh, people who love to sing and express themselves that way. I, I like to see people smile. I like to see them wave their hand. I like to see them get excited about it. And that's a blessing. I want to say, too, that I thank you for your hospitality and your generosity to me. I do not deserve that, but I thank you tonight. Appreciate your pastor and his family. I want to challenge you as a church to pray for this man of God. Hold his hands up to the Lord. Stand behind him and stand with him. As he follows the Lord, you follow God with him. And uh, the Lord will take you some places that you've never been. Amen. He'll lift you up above the shadows and put your feet on a solid ground up there. But if you're willing and able, would you stand as we read from this portion of the Lord's Word? I want to begin reading at verse number 9. The Bible says this, and after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahoahite, one of the three mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. And he arose, that is, Eliezer, and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand clave unto the sword, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day 
and the people returned after him only to spoil. You can be seated tonight. You will find in 2 Samuel chapter 23 a listing of David's mighty men. These men were chosen based upon abilities, based upon deeds that they had accomplished through the help of God. We find that Eliezer is one of David's three mightiest men. And the Bible describes for us what occurred that led David to choose Eliezer as one of those three mightiest men. I do want to say that positions that we are given are not to offered because of who we are, but they're offered by how we live and what we accomplish for God. Tonight, uh, I want to look at this text, and it tells us about the Philistines besieging uh, David and his men. And there were many in Israel uh, that uh, fled away are retreated. But Eliezer clave his hand to the sword and he fought the enemy and won victory by the help of his God. Now I realize in the text that I've read to you tonight, there were certain choices that could be made you'll find that some decided uh, to retreat uh, against uh, their enemy's attack. I want to say that's where some of us may be at tonight. It could have been that sometime you had been on the front line. You had been faithful to God uh, but somehow or another, uh, you have retreated backward. You have uh, gone back for safer ground. That could have been an option for Eliezer, but retreat was not in his vocabulary. But then another option was that Eliezer could have uh, surrendered uh, to his enemies. He could have waved the white flag uh, and allowed himself to become uh, a slave uh, and a servant uh, to his enemy. 
May I say tonight uh, that some people in the house of God uh, are slaves uh, uh, to bitterness. Uh, uh, They are dominated uh, uh, by a grudge. Uh, Oh, what a sad uh, way to live uh, one's life. But I like the third option of Eliezer. He decided to fight his way to victory. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to sing your way through your troubles. Sometimes you have to pray your way through hardships. Sometimes you have to preach your way through the cold and the hard. I'm here to tell you tonight, Eliezer was a man that fought his way to victory. I challenge you by the word of God to become an Eliezer to this congregation. Two or three things I want to say, and I'll be done. Eliezer here had a sovereign who had triumphed. By that I mean Eliezer had a David in his life. According to verse number nine, it said uh, that he was one of the three mighty men with David. Eliezer had a David in his life. Brother Laddie was testifying about an example And he said, I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying, but I knew why. Because I knew what God had put in my heart for this service. I'm glad tonight for some Davids that are examples to our lives. Oh, Eliezer had somebody uh, that was his mentor, uh, somebody that had been uh, an example, uh, somebody that had challenged uh, his life. Uh, Hallelujah. Somebody's looking at you. Uh, Somebody needs you uh, uh, to fight the enemy. Uh, Somebody needs you uh, uh, to stay the course. Uh, Somebody needs you uh, to keep singing uh, in the choir. Uh, Somebody uh, needs you uh, uh, to continue to testify uh, in the Holy Ghost. Eliezer had a David for an example. I'm glad God put some people in my Christian life at an early age that were David's to me. I had a pastor who came to our church when I was just six years old. He remained my pastor all of uh, my life up till uh, his death in 2000. He challenged me. 
I remember before he ever had a, a study, uh, uh, he'd go out behind the house uh, uh, in his barn and he'd uh, sit on top of the feed barrel uh, in the winter time and wrap himself uh, in a quilt uh, and uh, pray and beg God uh, to help the services uh, at the house of God uh, and to pray for the church. Uh, I can remember uh, how I could uh, see the Holy Ghost touch him uh, when he'd preach uh, the word of God. Uh, and I can remember as a young Christian uh, uh, that I wanted that kind of touch uh, on my life. Uh, he was a David uh, in my life. Say, somebody uh, around here needs you uh, to be a David. Uh, some of these children uh, need to see faithfulness and a love for God and arise above your difficulty and serve him with all your heart. They're looking at your life. Had another man my life, he is a deacon. His name was Norris Bumgarner. He was my uh, junior boy Sunday school teacher. That's for we built a new church. And uh, our Sunday school class was in the basement of the church. And if it rained uh, real hard, it would flood in the basement of the church. And I remember as a little junior boy going to Sunday school class uh, uh, when it rained, and I remember we'd have to step around the water, get to our Sunday school class. If you had that today, uh, you'd have people offended. They'd walk, turn around and walk out of church. Uh, uh, why? Uh, they would even uh, ask me to go to Sunday school, but I'm glad uh, I was raised that way. Because uh, when we got in that Sunday school class, uh, I don't remember much Brother Norris ever taught uh, in the class, but I sure did listen to him pray. Uh, he'd pray in the Holy Ghost. Would come down in that little old class. I say hallelujah. It done something for my life. It challenged me and a call on his name. I say, glory, somebody needs you to be a David to their life. That's right. There's a dear lady in our congregation. She is the church clerk for 40 years. Her name was Gussie uh, Rogers. She was a woman of, of means. Her and her husband were, they had money, but you would never know it by her, her attitude and her demeanor. Oh, she dressed properly and she wore those dangly earrings and she'd wind that hair up in a bun this gray. And I remember one Sunday morning, uh, uh, that's when the choirs used to be on each side of the pulpit. I was standing behind the, uh, the last bench of the young choir. Uh, she is over here in the alto section uh, and we was a singing Amazing Grace. Uh, and we hadn't much got verse one sung 
tongue till I looked over there and Miss Gussie was a wave in her hand. Hallelujah. We got to the third verse and she got to waving both hands and she began to shout. Hallelujah. And there's something in me. It made me want to do what she is doing. I didn't know how to do it, but there's something in me rising up. She is helping my life. I say glory to his name. And did you know when she lay a dying in the hospital room, her children would go in and read the Bible to her. As she drifted off into a comatose state, somewhat, she hadn't said anything in three days. There's as reading the Bible to her. They come in one day, that third or fourth day, and they went to sing an amazing grace. They sang verse one, verse two, and then skipped to verse four. And when they got done, Miss Gussie opened her eyes and said, you didn't sing the third verse. Hallelujah. And that when she got down to the river, grace was right there for her life. I'm glad she's a David in my life. God wants you to be a David to some Elias. He had a sovereign who had triumphed. But then I want you to note that Eliezer was a soldier who was trustworthy. David could depend on him. Everybody else had retreated. But old Eliezer said, David, I'm a staying with you. It didn't look very good. Uh, the odds were uh, against them. But I'm glad old Eliezer said, uh, I'm a staying with you. I've, I've thrown in my lot uh, and I've thrown in my towel with you. Uh, I am with David. When you're with somebody, uh, that means you're for them. Uh, that means you're gonna be with them. Uh, hallelujah. I'm just here to tell you, uh, God's put a David in your life right here. Uh, and I challenge you men uh, to hold his hands up. Uh, I challenge you uh, to fight the battle with him. Uh, there's people lost uh, and going to hell in this community. Uh, this man of God, I need you to pray with him and to work by his side. There's a battle to be fought and there's victory to be won. I say hallelujah. He's able to save. There's a gentleman in our church. He's 66 years old. He just got saved back this past October in our revival meeting on a Tuesday night. He's a rough character. His boy got shot and killed in a domestic dispute. We, me and my associate, kept visiting with him, with his dad. He kept coming on to church somewhat. 
And then one Sunday, he brought his granddaughter to Sunday school. I mean, a lost man. You can't even get a lot of Baptists to Sunday school. And God had a lost man bringing his granddaughter to Sunday school. Miracles still happen. And I remember that Tuesday night when he got saved. And he's a testifying Sunday morning when his daughter got saved. This past Sunday, I mean, God broadsided us at the church Sunday morning uh, and his daughter got saved on this side of the altar uh, and he testified and he's appointed. He said, I got saved right there on that Tuesday night. Uh, I'm just here to tell you the battle's worth fighting. Uh, There's people lost uh, and need the gospel. Uh, You work uh, with this man of God. You love him. You pray for him. Hey, God's needing some Eliezer's. But I want to just move to my last thought. Not only is there a sovereign who triumphed and a soldier who was trustworthy, but I'm glad to report there is a Savior who always comes through. Because at the end of verse 10, it says, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day. Now I realize it was David and Eliezer uh, being uh, instruments and uh, used by God, but it was the Lord who gave the victory. Uh, they were willing vessels to be used uh, by God. Uh, anything that's accomplished uh, spiritually uh, to glorify Him, uh, uh, it is not the efforts of man. Uh, it is not that's the right. power uh, of the will of man. Uh, it is the Holy Ghost uh, and the Spirit of God. Uh, Uh, that helps somebody sing, uh, that helps them preach, uh, that helps them testify, uh, uh, that helps them live uh, like they ought to live. Uh, I say hallelujah. I'm just glad uh, to be used uh, by the Lord. Savior came through. And this is what I want to say. It said, and the Lord wrought. has the idea of making. It is found in the book of Genesis. In the word found in the sentence, and God created the heavens and the earth. And it is found too further in that chapter where he said, let us Make man in our own image. Both of those words carry the idea of the Lord wrought, he wrought a great victory. He he made it happen. He was in charge of it. When you create something, you make something out of nothing. Right. 
and or when you create it, when you make something, you make it out of something already in existence. You see, he took the dust of the earth and he made us. But the thing is, he created the dust that he made us out of. And I'm just here to tell you, I'm glad the Lord is able to make something out of nothing. And he is able to take something that is worthless and make something out of it. That's what happened when we got saved. He took something that was nothing. You and I was a nobody. We had nothing. But he made something out of our life. I, I say hallelujah tonight. But that word wrought carries the idea of mixing things together. I may have used this illustration before and if I have just act like you never heard it okay I have seen people sing amazing grace more than one time I dare say there's not anybody in this congregation this morning that woke up with a hankering to go to the uh, cupboard and pull out a, a cup or two of flour, pour it in a bowl and go to eating it. I dare say. If you did, you need help. <laughs> And I dare say that nobody got up this morning and had a, had a desire to go uh, to the cabinet and, and get that uh, vegetable oil and pour out a glass of it and drink it all the way down. Now some of you might have done this. You might have went to the refrigerator this morning and poured you a cold glass of buttermilk. Did you? I didn't. I can't drink the stinking stuff. They say it is a mature drink. I don't think I'll ever get old enough to drink it. It stinks. Brother Rule Fox loves it. But I'm, I'm emphasizing the fact that God knows how to mix things. All of those things individually, they can't help us. But you let mama pour that flour in the bowl and you let mama pour that oil into that flour and go to working it with her hand. And she'll pour in a little of that stinking buttermilk. Yeah. And she'll just work that uh, 
flour and that oil and that buttermilk and she'll turn it over and uh, she'll squeeze it. Uh, I've seen my wife do it uh, many a time. Uh, and when the texture gets just right, uh, she'll pour some oil uh, in the pan uh, and she'll start. Uh, well, uh, if you're from the city, uh, you'll take a, a big spoon and dip them out uh, and put them on the pan. Uh, but if you're from the country, uh, you'll pinch them off uh, and lay them in the pan uh, and uh, then put a little oil on top of them, uh, put them in the oven uh, and bake them for about 35 minutes. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, uh, I can make a meal on that bread. Uh, it's got flour. Uh, it's got oil. Uh, it's got that stinking buttermilk. Uh, but when you mix them all together, uh, hallelujah, it becomes a strength. Uh, and a blessing. I'm glad I got a God tonight who can mix up my needs. I say glory and bring about victory. You see, he took he took the forces of the Philistines and he took the fear of all the Israelites and he took the fewness of the soldiers. All of that, he just mixed it together and you won't, you know what happened? God gave Israel victory. Hallelujah. I'm glad he can take the fear. He can take the bitterness of others. He can take the broken uh, uh, heart of your life uh, and he can take uh, uh, the burdens that are heavy on you uh, and he can mix all of that together uh, and all of a sudden uh, he gives victory uh, I say hallelujah uh, oh we ought to fight our way uh, to victory God's looking for some Davids to challenge some Eliezer's here at Bible Baptist Church. Yes. You ought to challenge somebody life, somebody's life that they want to be like you. They want to testify like you. They want to pray like you pray. They want to preach with that anointing like you preach with that anointing. God's needing some Davids to challenge some Eliezer's. Would you stand tonight? God's speaking to your heart. These children need somebody to look up to. They need an Eliezer in their Sunday school class. They need some in the choir. They need some around the house. God's speaking to you. While Brother David gets a song ready, you listen to the Lord. Let him help you tonight.